Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. You guys, I am so incredibly excited for this episode. And I know I say that about about a lot of the episodes, but there was something so healing about hearing Em's words and hearing her journey, her story, and her insight into stepping back into our bodies, using yoga as a tool to get there, using breath, using these incredible tools that every single human can use to return to a place of love. And in this episode, we cover everything from sisterhood, community, raising your vibration, and recognizing when we have stories that we're buying into, as well as yoga and how that really is the foundation for so many things in our healing journey and especially Emily's healing journey. Emily is a yoga teacher from the UK. Her history has been in marketing, but as of lately, she's been helping women step into their power and recognize when they do have limiting stories that are holding them back. She uses holistic practices and routine to really get people into their highest potential. And you guys, I'm so excited. Like I said, this episode is going to be incredibly healing. But before we dive in, I do have a few announcements. Um, I know so some kind woman finally reached out and told me that my link was not working for my one-on-one application. And I know a ton of you guys were hitting up that page. I had over 200 views and we're not able to apply. So I'm so, 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 so sorry. Um, if this has been something you've been thinking thinking about and you're ready to have immense healing, to have an immense up level, to bust through the fear stories, bust through the limiting beliefs and start your business or just launch into an abundant life, I would be so, so grateful to help serve you and and facilitate part of this journey for you. Because I screwed up on the link, you guys, today is Monday. And by Thursday, if you apply by Thursday, I'm giving you a free spot in my retreat in November. You guys, this is an incredible value. You're going to have free nights with amazing women. We're going to be doing deep healing work. We're going to be doing yoga and likely there'll be energy healing there as well. Really nourishing, wholesome food. We're going to be doing some time in nature. If weather permits, all you need to do is buy your ticket, your plane ticket out there. So literally you guys, this is an incredible deal, an incredible value. And it's something that 
I have been craving more of this sisterhood, this coming together, this collective healing. And I know so many other women are as well. And so if this is something that working with me has been interesting you as well as creating more sisterhood, you guys, the time is now. You can go to the link in the show notes, grab your spot, grab an application, fill it out right now, you guys, because if you do not get your applications in by Thursday, I this, this, this deal will be gone. And again, I'm only doing this because I screwed up on the technology and I wanted to provide you guys with some bonus value. Um, where was I going? Oh, back to the show, huh? <laughs> so, um, oh, I had one more thought. So we have, I have a challenge for you guys, actually. And that is at the end of this episode, Em and I talk about starting a dance party revolution. And so I am challenging you in order to raise your vibration, in order to make life a little bit more fun, a little more silly, is to do a dance party and post it on your story and take M and I so that we can be a part of your Instagram dance party and maybe take a couple of friends as well who need to raise their vibe as well or just want to have a little fun and create a little community online. That being said, I think that's all I have for you guys. Finally done ranting. I love you. Enjoy the show. Let me know your thoughts. If you love the show, please leave a review. I would so, so appreciate any feedback you have. Well, thank you so much for being with me today, Emily. I'm so excited to introduce you to my listeners. I was just, we were just talking about how you have incredible energy and I know that's going to radiate through the sound waves. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what's your story and all that good jazz. Okay. Well, firstly, thank you so, so much for having me on. I am honored and excited. And as somebody who has known you for a couple of years now through Instagram, followed your journey and listened to your podcast, I'm just really stoked to be on as a guest. So thank you. Um, and then who I am and where I am at the moment. So that's kind of a weird question because half of me wants to kind of dive straight in and say, this is what I do. This is like the external work. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll start a little bit with my background. So I obviously, as you can tell from the accent, live in the UK. I am from a city called Oxford. And at the moment I'm living in England on the South Coast. So right by the beach. Um, I worked in marketing for over 10 years after going to school and stuff like that. And basically, long story short, I was diagnosed with endometriosis and was always kind of searching for happiness and I guess the weekend. So kind of working in a nine to five, living for the weekend, that kind of thing. Like a lot of people, a lot of your listeners, I just wasn't really happy and I never really knew who I was, what I stood for stuff like that so that kind of brings me to my journey with yoga so about five years ago when I was first diagnosed with endometriosis somebody told me that yoga would help because it's really good for anxiety it's good for the body that kind of thing 
Um, so I went along to a class and kind of really loved it, but also didn't really know what it was. Um, so I basically over the next couple of years kind of spent some time with myself um, in terms of like asking myself what it is that I wanted, what I needed from life, um, you know, how endometriosis would be affecting me and that kind of thing. Um, and oh my God, okay, I'm going to have to ask you, I I'm, feel like I'm going off on a <laughs> complete tangent (laughs) no this is perfect this is this is like exactly what you should be really okay not talking too much like this is exactly (laughs) what it should be like (laughs) (laughs) yeah just go you can can even leave this in like I think actually something that I put on my Instagram today was that as soon as you start to doubt yourself and ask these questions that's where your spiritual growth is going to happen like it's mm. all of those moments where you're like, oh my God, am I talking too much? Oh my God, am I doing this or that? Anyway. Mm. Um, so I, yes. when I was younger, I was always a naturally anxious person. And I kind of just thought like, that's who I was. Oh, I'm just anxious. So I labeled myself as this person who's always anxious. And I kept saying to myself, oh, I'm really anxious. That's why I can't do this. Oh, I'm really anxious. That's why I can't do that. And I kind of basically over the last few years have kind of been unpicking all of those stories that I've been telling myself for such a long time mm-hmm. you know oh I feel anxious because I have endometriosis or oh I feel anxious because of my job and basically yoga what I'm trying to say is yoga has been the tool the facilitator for getting me out of that deep dark hole so I have basically switched up my entire lifestyle from going out every single weekend and getting absolutely wankered um and kind of just basically living that party girl lifestyle um you know that kind of life it just it's not sustainable you know you have really high highs but then you have really really low lows Mm -hmm. I remember just kind of going through maybe a two-year period of just going up and down every single week and that's when my health really started to get affected as well so I had acne I you know, was kind of always tired. I was really lethargic all the time. My mood swings were so up and down. I never had a regular period. Like my cycle was either 16 or 36 days and it was just kind of everywhere. Um, And yoga for me really helped bring me back to myself, back to my body, my mind, my spirituality. And yeah, for me, it's kind of, life-changing I credit yoga with basically almost healing endometriosis with my spirituality kind of you know connection to the universe I now have I credit it with my ability now to be compassionate and empathetic towards people because before I never really had that I was always stuck in myself you know Mm. what's happening to me what is going on with me 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 and now my whole kind of ethos is like I am connected to everybody, everybody on this planet, everybody in the universe. You know, it's no longer just about me. So my mood doesn't just affect me, but it affects everybody, everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm touching, everything that I'm interacting with. Um, So yeah, so fast forward to a couple of years ago, I started looking into training as a yoga teacher. Um, I did my training in India. I did some training in the UK and then went to India really just because it's the spiritual home of yoga and I was like well I'm not really going to get many chances 
to go. So why not go and do your training there? I met a kind of group of women who are all in the same part of their life as I was in terms of looking for more meaning through yoga. So I now have this amazing community of women who I connect with on a daily basis because we all did our training together and shared. And now I try and instill everything that I've learned in other people. So I'm using yoga as a tool, as a practical tool, basically to get people back to themselves. That was a lot. <laughs> uh, that was like so much of just, I, like my whole body was tingling as you were saying all of that and just resonating so hard with like, your whole story, your whole journey, because I, I, I think you also know, like I was a major party girl as well, had major FOMO, like every weekend when all my friends yeah. were going out, I couldn't not miss a weekend out. I couldn't miss a day of drink, day drinking. So like, I think there's a lot of people listening who've either had that same experience, had that same journey, and they're just like looking for a way out of it because it isn't fulfilling. And it's like you said, yeah. it's sustainable. It's and not I feeling really empty. Mm -hmm. And a part of me, like, I think for like, the health stuff that comes up, I really question if it is like your body trying to say like, you can't do this anymore. Yeah. And then, and, and it, I believe that is what it, it was for me as well. And it's, it's interesting what, how long we go without listening. And definitely really out of balance. And all of a sudden we're like, okay, we can't live this lifestyle anymore. No, I think for me, it takes a physical manifestation of something to really start to listen to it because quite often when we feel something we can push it down or we can you know kind of filter it with with like substance you know alcohol drugs partying that kind of thing mm -hmm. um and I remember my mum I will always remember this I remember my mum once saying to me Emily you are always searching for something searching for happiness you were never happy and that has stayed with me for years and years because I I was always I always just it. I was just like, no, I know who I am. I know what I want. You know, I, this is just who I am. And now I look back at that younger version of me and just, I'm so proud of her journey because I am where I am now because of her, mm -hmm. but also just want to hug her and say, like, don't fight it. Listen, you know, you don't have to have all the answers right now. You don't have to go and party your kind of cares away because really they'll just come back and bite you in the ass and, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, you know, or, or manifest itself in a way, you know, in a health crisis, like I think most people have, you know, it takes sometimes something really awful happening to you for you to be able to wake up to your reality and kind of check in with yourself and ask those questions like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Why do I exist? You know, mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, I think, and that's why I kind of, that's why one of my biggest things now that I want to kind of do and help people with is basically that I can tell people I have been where you are. I've been doing this for like 10 to 15 years. Let me help you skip through that whole process and, and, you know, kind of work out right now what you need to do. And I can tell you it's not at the bottle at the bottom, sorry, of a vodka bottle. It's not like <laughs> on the other side of a weekend festival. Um, if you're doing those things for the right reasons, great. But most of the time we're not. We're using them as a, an escape, a way out. I was anyway. I was as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 
Okay. So tell me more about how yoga, I love what you said about like, we're all connected. We are Mm -hmm. all like everything we're doing is impacting the collective. And so tell me how yoga expanded that connectivity for you. Like how did it start? What did you notice that process look like when you started to transform or I guess, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, yeah. How, does, how does that manifest? So for me, and I think a lot of people, when you, a lot of people will get into yoga really for a fitness reason or for something like trying to combat anxiety, that kind of thing. So they're really going in at the most basic level, which is trying to get some physical awareness, some kind of physical connection, not only to your body, but to the earth, you know, kind of finding that sense of grounding. And then once you've developed a practice, and this is definitely what I found, but once you start to tap into that sensation of feeling at home in your body, you then almost like access other levels. So you then access your consciousness. And that's how we kind of move to the practice of yoga. So if you think you have a sana practice, which is physical practice, um, you kind of start with that. That's like the, the kind of most common entry point people who are starting to get into yoga it's physical practice um it's pretty accessible you know and most people can understand it because we live in a world that's very aesthetic so if somebody says oh i'm going to yoga they automatically think they're going to an asana practice a physical practice um so i kind of started there and then basically you just kind of move up through the practice of yoga so you then kind of learn to tap into your breath so using your breath to control your energy. So in yoga, we call it pranayama. Prana is energy. And it's our life force. So it's not just about breathing. It's not just a physiological kind of practice of, you know, expanding your lungs and feeling the sensation in your body. It's deeper than that. It's learning to channel your energy. It's learning to kind of calm and center yourself and use your energy to your advantage. So Sometimes if we feel depleted, you know, just sitting and catching up with your breath, catching up with your energy, checking in with yourself is a really, really, really useful practical tool for kind of bringing your energy levels back up. You're kind of, you're saying to the universe, I'm here, I'm present, I'm aware of where I am right now, I'm aware of my breath, I'm aware of my energy, how my energy is affecting the world, um, and that kind of thing. And then you have meditation, which obviously is a very kind of widely used tool um and there are so many different types as well you know meditation isn't black and white it's not one size fits all my whole ethos with yoga is that it's for everybody and everybody mm-hmm. so there is you know basically you have you find what works for you you find your version of yoga yoga isn't a textbook okay it's whatever your connection to yoga is mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so then once you've used meditation, you can then look to introduce other principles of yoga into your life. So the idea of karma, what you get out, what you so what you put out into the universe, you're gonna get back. So it's not using it as like a cosmic bank account as such, but it's knowing that your actions have impact and everything you do creates a wave, it creates a reaction. So down to the words that you say, the way that you you know externally and internally the way you talk to yourself the way you talk to other people the actions that you do like picking up a piece of rubbish on the street is a karmic action okay so it's again bringing in all of those principles 
being a kind and compassionate person sounds really simple, but most people forget it on a daily basis. You know, smiling at somebody instead of flipping them off when you're angry driving is basically you saying, I see you, you might be having a shit day, you know, and that's okay. I'm going to smile at you rather than kind of make you feel like crap because everybody is dealing with something. So we can't, again, it comes back to this idea that everyone's connected. We can't just keep assuming that people are out to get us. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yes. Um, And yeah, I think yoga just kind of weaves together all of these beautiful um, ideas and principles and practical tools that we can all use in our daily life to kind of find fulfillment, find happiness, and basically just be a nice human being. (laughs) Um, It's kind of as simple as that. I mean, we don't really need to overcomplicate it. I think people are sometimes put off of, like, I don't know, embarking on a yoga practice because they think, oh, I'm not skinny enough. Oh, I'm not flexible enough. Oh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. You know, yoga is really, really hippy dippy. You know, there's this kind of idea that you have to wear hemp and, you know, kind of burn incense to practice yoga or you have to do this. And actually it's not that. The ancient yogis never wanted it to be about that. Mm. It's something for everybody. And you can pick and choose what works for you because like everything in life, we are all different. One thing is not going to work for everybody. So, yeah. I love that so much. And it just reminds me of this theme that's been coming up over and over again for me is like, there are no rules, whether it's our physical practice, our eating practice, our businesses, our relationships. Like, I think we have to bust through this programming that we're all running on this programming that we have to follow what the society wants us to do. And, and in doing that by, by raising our consciousness, raising awareness, tapping into our authentic truth and our authentic desires, it, it does impact the collective. And I think we're all becoming more and more conscious as a result of what every single person is doing for work. And I think, Ooh, I'm going to go off on a tangent, but I think also (laughs) sometimes we think that, like, this is what I, I got stuck in is like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not teaching or I'm not like at the time when I wasn't doing spiritual teaching and I was doing more health and fitness and that was what my focus was. I'm like, well, I'm not a spiritual teacher. I'm not a spiritual leader. I'm not someone who's doing that. And so the work I'm doing on myself doesn't really impact anyone else. When in reality, even just raising your consciousness, not telling anyone, not like externalize, like it doesn't even have to be an external thing. The internal stuff impacts every person around us because we are now coming into the world differently. We are now seeing the world differently. And when we can see on a conscious level, Everyone around, everyone around us become, becomes more conscious as well. Yes. And they become more aware of their actions and they see that reflection of themselves in you. Totally. I mean, we are all mirrors. And one of the biggest things, the biggest kind of shifts that I've felt since I've been doing all of this work is that people say to me, oh, watching you do this or seeing you, you know, you kind of put this out there has made me want to do it. And, you know, so it doesn't, Basically, it's like people need to take responsibility for all of their actions and know that everything you do has an impact. Mm. Um, And I think as well, you know, kind of changing the collective idea that 
like you were saying about work, you know, who says that you have to work in an office and be miserable from nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then go out and party really hard at the weekend? Nobody says that. We just do it because that's what the mass, the masses do. And it takes people, you know, like you and I, like other, all these other aspiring kind of, um, you know, whether it's yoga or coaching, spiritual, spirituality practitioner, whatever it is, you have to break through the ideas that, you know, have been set or kind of constricted around us. Um, and I think as well, it's like applicable to everything like relationships, you know, look at you and I, we are friends overseas. We, you know, have connected and we share so much in common mm-hmm. and, some people still have this idea that you have to be friends with people that you've grown up with, or you have to be friends with people that you work with. And then we end up doing these things to fit in that don't align with us, that don't feel authentic. And actually, if you step outside of that box, if you allow yourself the chance to expand and reach people that you really deeply connect with, Mm -hmm. that again will impact your happiness and your fulfillment and it will have a ripple effect. So you know, it's like that saying, you become who you hang out with. <laughs> so if you're hanging out with really negative people that are just bitching and moaning and you you have any kind of sense, that you're like, oh, I don't feel good about this. Mm-hmm. Like I would just say to all of your listeners, you don't have to go down that route. You don't have to surround yourself with people that bring your mood down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go to a yoga class. There are so many, you know, amazing communities filled with yoga practitioners um that for me was something really powerful as well kind of finding my own community mostly through instagram and that means connecting through people with people locally but also like internationally and that's so cool so cool i love that i was just talking with my mastermind girls about that yesterday because you it takes a tribe i'm literally thinking about all the people in my life right now that have had an impact on me whether it's the healers i've hired or really amazing friends and spiritual woo-woo girls across the world, really. Like it has taken a tribe to get me where I am because I've needed all, you know, there's moments where I doubt myself and I've needed those women saying like, what you're doing is amazing. Or, you know, just reassuring me when, like you said, that voice of ego, that voice of self-doubt creeps in. And if we're surrounding ourselves with the women who are, tearing us down or jealous of what we're doing or angry about, you know, uh, what we're saying or whatever it is because of their own internal fear patterns and their own internal programming. It really is hard for us to do the work we're meant to do in this world or just make the ripple of change in the world that we're meant to do or Mm -hmm. live a really fulfilled life. Cause I think on a level, like it is so much more fulfilling when you are in a joyful state and you're in a joyful place and you have friends who like when you go down the fear, anxiety, negativity rabbit hole who are like, "Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. we're not about that. We're not doing that. Like they pull you back up and they're like, yeah, no, we're not going down there today instead of pushing us forward further in. I think as well, like I realize now, um, whenever I hang out with people that are being, I don't know, mean or critical about somebody else like you know when people kind of bitch about someone that's not in the room instantly I feel my vibe going down I feel drained and it's so great that I'm able now to recognize that and I think Mm -hmm. you know 
pursuing these spiritual practices, whether it's yoga um, or anything else, something that fills you up, it does put you in a place where you are able to see situations for what they really are. Mm. Whereas previously, like I know 10 years ago, I would have been sat with that group of people saying exactly the same things, not knowing the impact it was having on me, on anybody else. Um, you know, and I think it's really, really powerful if you can, yeah, surround yourself, whether physically or kind of virtually, but with people who keep you grounded, mm-hmm. who raise you up in a way that's like um, humble, humbling for yourself, but also really encouraging. Um, yeah, I just think community is so important with all of this kind of work. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. And just like, if you are catching yourself in a part of that or in a group that's tends to gossip more or tear people apart, like this is something that I've had to realize is the past like two years has been a big, every, every time I'm in a group that's, that starts to go down, I catch myself going down the rabbit hole as well. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, this doesn't feel good. Like you said, you immediately feel drained and it's like, okay, we don't need to judge ourselves for going down that rabbit hole, but we can shift that. We can send that person love. We can see that through the lens of love and, Mm -hmm. and shift the, the energy we're feeling around that and shift the conversation, take ownership and, and leadership in those groups where people are maybe bashing someone else or talking negatively about someone else. How can you be a leader and shift that conversation or Mm -hmm. at least if you're not ready to like set boundaries with people walk away right step away from it yeah Yeah. like shift the conversation or step away from the conversation because in being there and not doing anything you're still taking part Mm -hmm. so true Mm. i love the topic of sisterhood i know i literally just finished rereading the laurie harder book oh i read it I love it. I read it last year and then I just finished rereading it because again, I think I wanted that boost of like Mm -hmm. reminding myself that my people are out there. They might not physically be around me, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that they aren't out there and I can connect to so many beautiful people online. You know, you have all of these wonderful platforms now to connect and share and grow with people who are just like you. So yeah, I, lo- I love that book. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And I love that, like, when we shift that, I don't know if you've noticed this, like, after you shift that perspective of, like, there's no one like me around me, because at mm-hmm. first when I did, I was like, everyone else is partying, and I just want to stay in on Saturday nights. There's no one like me. And then all of a sudden, I was like, wait, that's a limiting belief. That's fear. Yeah. And I shifted it, and instantly, people started to show up. I found my entrepreneur friends. I found my spiritual friends. I found, you know, and it's, like you said, they may not be in the same physical place as you. But when you have that connection with someone, even if it's across the world, like us, like it's still supporting and it's still really nourishing for ourselves. A hundred percent. And I think it's really interesting. Like you obviously talked about limiting beliefs. That's something that I do a lot with the people I work with at the moment is Mm. getting people to ask themselves those small truths that they believe to be true that actually are just lies that they've told themselves. So something as simple and as small as, oh, there's no one else like me. You don't see the impact that that's having on a daily basis. So the more you say it, the more it becomes this thing that you genuinely believe. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something that's pretty small. Like I think a lot of the time with limiting beliefs, we tend to kind of picture these really hard stories that we tell ourselves that, mm-hmm. you know, like 
I don't know, something really big, but actually it can be those tiny little things that we just have on repeat in our mind, the stuff that we don't even notice. Like we don't catch ourselves saying stuff like, oh, there's no one around me because you don't see the harm in that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think being able to pick up on those little truths that we tell ourselves, I'm air quoting, (laughs) I just realized (laughs) you can't see me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the podcast is like, I know, I'm a and talking too so I'm like oh no (laughs) (laughs) those truths air quote truths um are not truths and Mm. yeah anyway I just think it's really interesting I definitely have picked up on so many little self-criticisms self kind of stories that I've told myself time and time again um like for example one thing is that so I went from being a huge binge drinker so I started drinking when I was like 15 Started going out into bars and clubs, Are we the same and then person. You know, <laughs> <laughs> your story is mine. <laughs> Just imagine, though. Imagine if we had grown up together, we would have partied so hard. We would have been crazy. <laughs> I'm so glad now that we've connected in a space that's like really good and positive. Yeah. Because I really don't keep in touch with a lot of people, but I call it like my past life. Um, and. I, I kind of always said to myself, I'm the fun girl, I'm the party girl. And that's something that I was really attached to. I thought I didn't see any harm in, you know, kind of saying that like, oh, it would be like a little joke, like, oh, Emily's fun, Emily's the party girl. And what I realized actually, probably about a year ago was like, I don't want to attach myself to that belief anymore. So I don't know whether it was imposed on me or if it was something that I imposed on myself, but I knew that I wanted to distance myself from it. And so I started taking steps to remove it. So I all of a sudden kind of just didn't associate with that. I recently stopped drinking altogether about six months ago. Um, I think because I always knew I wanted to, but I never felt that I could because I was like, oh, but I'm the party girl. People will expect me to drink at a party. People will expect me to be the life and soul. And um, removing myself from that attachment has been kind of life-changing because it feels so free and actually that's one of the main principles of yoga again is non-attachment um because in life we attach ourselves to beliefs to people to goals as well that's another kind of huge one we tend to attach ourselves to Mm. a goal and if we don't reach it we're automatic failures (laughs) Mm -hmm. um or we attach ourselves to this like idea of who we are um and i had definitely attached myself to the party girl persona for a number of years and kind of being able to disconnect to that for me was life-changing mm-hmm. um and it doesn't have to be about drinking or anything like that you know I don't I re- personally don't care if people drink it that that has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. but it's basically telling people you have the power to decide you don't have to be the label that somebody has put on you mm-hmm. you don't have to be the wife the girlfriend, you know, the coworker. You can define who you are by your own beliefs by doing that inner work. So I would just always encourage people to just take a moment and look at those labels that you give yourself. So in a really interesting one, like when somebody comes up to you and says, like, what do you do? Oh, I work in marketing. Okay, so if marketing is taken away from you, where does that leave you? What do you do? You know? Mm-hmm. Um and again, I did that for so many years. I was like, oh, I'm, I, you know, I, 
whatever my job title was, if somebody said, oh, who are you? You'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm this person. I'm a marketer. Okay, well, good for you. But there's so much more than that. And I think that's what I really want. In my, my, I guess my hope is that through yoga, people can find who they really are you know kind of aside from these labels aside from being the fun girl the party girl the marketer whatever it is input xyz don't really care but there's so much more than that um so that was kind of life-changing for me i love that so two things (laughs) came up when you were saying all this so number one how to like how do you start to train yourself to catch the stories like how do you recognize that you are feeding yourself a story like what does that process look like um, okay, so if we go through the tools of yoga, which is the way that I approached it, I think at first you're just going to have to accept that you're not going to have all of the answers right away. So if you can accept that you're on a journey, you're on a process, that is so powerful. Nothing is going to empower you more than self-acceptance. Um, and then just take some time and do the inner work. Like a lot of the time I'm really resistant to delving deeper because we are possibly going to unlock some traumatic experiences with, you know, whatever that is. I definitely did. I had to work through a lot of shit and Mm -hmm. it's hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's really hard, Mm -hmm. but the more you do it, the more you show up for yourself every day, the more you become able to witness those voices that are going on inside of your head. So, you know, I think now through meditation, for me anyway, it's not just something, I use it really as a preventative tool, but also it's a really good way to tap into what's going on in your mind in a way that doesn't always seem obvious. So if you're having, I don't know, trouble making a decision about something quite big in your life, if you can put some time aside, so carve out some time for yourself, meditate on it, more often than not, the answers will come to you. Um, and I did that with, with a lot and I always encourage my clients to do that as well because a lot of the time we're so desperate. Again, it's this attached attachment. We're desperate for answers. We kind of want the quick fix. We're like, well, why am I so damaged? <laughs> why do I feel this way? <laughs> Let's did, fix it quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody tell me what's wrong with me. You know, you pay to go to a therapist and actually the therapist is great because you do all of that work from the past. Mm-hmm. But sometimes what you need is to sit in the present, identify what's going on now, and then look to the future. So rather than being stuck in one kind of segment of your life, um, I think as well, again, yoga for a tool, if you just go through the motions of it. So at first you might not feel that connected, that grounded, but the more you do it, the more you show up. I always say consistency is key. If you were trying to learn an instrument, you would never expect to be able to play the piano in a week, okay? Never gonna happen. Maybe for a couple of people, great, but for the majority of us, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take some tears, okay? It's gonna take some sweat. It's gonna take guts to show up every single day, even when it gets hard, especially when it gets hard. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that when you're searching for something, when you're searching for meaning, that's where it is consistency, showing up for yourself, being compassionate. I mean, Jesus, like the amount of times I gave myself such a hard time Mm -hmm. if I sat down to meditate and didn't instantly feel better. Like, Mm -hmm. and you know, 
nothing is miraculous, okay? We can create miracles, but nothing is going to be miraculous in one day. So I guess, yeah, just being consistent, showing up for yourself every single day, even on those days when you really don't want to, when you're just like, life is too hard right now. I just want to cry. Have your cry and then get on your mat and meditate for five minutes. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you will shift your perspective. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. Again, I, I just go off on tangents. <laughs> I love them. I seriously, I'm just like a sponge right now. And, oh, such good reminders. Like, cause I think too, especially I get this. I'm like, I forget. We like, we forget. Cause I, I find myself feeling desperate and feeling attached. You know, it's like a cycle. Those things mm-hmm. come back up and it's the practice and showing up every day so that we can remember that we don't need to be attached to anything and we are just kind of floating through this life. Like really it's an, I think it's an interesting shift too. like when you, I don't know when you're so attached to a goal. Cause I find myself, this is, this is my, like I'll bring up my own shit, right? Like getting really attached to goals and wanting to mm-hmm. hit and like being really hard on myself when I don't and my program that I'm running on because of that, you know, from childhood wounding and childhood stuff and recognizing that it's okay if it doesn't look the way I want it to and detaching from that. And like you said, it's not, we show up once on the mat and it's a miracle and we're, we're fixed or we have this, we have a huge spiritual breakthrough and then we're like, we're good. Mm-hmm. It's the practice of showing up every day because they're tiny mm-hmm. little miracles that happen over and over and over again when we do the work. Exactly. I honestly think showing up every day is the miracle like getting on your mat I always say to my students in class the fact that you are here the fact that you got on your mat is the biggest like the biggest achievement I don't care if you lay in shavasana the whole time you showed up for yourself today you took the time you proved to yourself that you love yourself and that you know you're kind of accepting that you're on this journey you're not here for the ego you're not here to show you know who can do the best headstand you're really just saying to yourself it's like a love letter to yourself Mm. you know I love myself I'm showing up for myself every day I am doing the work I'm on this journey and I think as well something that I think people what I would always try and get clients to remember is that we're human and nobody is perfect there is no such thing as a perfect practice a perfect meditation a perfect you know kind of yoga class all you can do is what you can do and you can push yourself within those boundaries, but ultimately, you know, don't give yourself a hard time. If you like, again, like if you take it back to the physical aspect of yoga that most people can relate to, if you're in a class and you see everyone doing headstand and you can't do headstand, give yourself a break because literally nobody else in that room is looking at you. So they don't care. I don't care. I'm the teacher. I just want you to be centered and grounded and leave feeling better than you did when you came in. Mm. You're giving yourself a hard time over something that really is not going to change your life. Doing a headstand is not going to change your life. You might feel good afterwards. What's going to change your life is just getting on the mat, sitting with yourself, being with yourself, accepting where you are, loving who you are. Um, Yeah. Mm, I love that. And I think it goes back to that. What's that saying? Like we 
uh, we overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can do in a year or 10 years or whatever the saying oh, is. I love that. It's so true. It's like we, we think that we have to be perfect after one day when in reality it's that compilation of all the days that mm-hmm. to this incredible place. Yeah. Um, I'm reading a book at the moment called The Compound Effect. Oh, so heard good. Of it? Yes, oh. I read it. It was one of the first personal development books I actually picked up. So it's, good. <laughs> it's so good. And I just love the principle that it is your tiny actions every day that have the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. I love that because it's kind of how I already live my life. But it's basically like, again, it's all about self-love and kind of honoring where you're at right now and knowing that you might not get to where you want to in a year, maybe two, maybe five, but knowing that you're on this beautiful journey, you are where you are, you can do the best you can do with what you have right now. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like that is enough. Mm-hmm. Do what you can, be where you are and just let that be enough. Yeah. So a few last questions for you. Um, mm-hmm. When we do find ourselves, let's say we're in a yoga class and we're see, hearing that competitive voice come in of like, oh, I, either, you know, either way, whether it's the, oh my gosh, I can't do a headstand as well as her or him, or if it's, look at what I can do, I'm freaking yeah. killing these headstands, you know, both ways, right? Because there's two sides of ego. What can we do to recognize that and release it? to shift that or, or just have awareness that like there is ego present there? Um, okay, so a couple of things. I, first of all, I think it's really important when you go into a yoga class or even just during your day to set an intention for yourself. So I try and get my students in class to set intentions before they start their practice. Mm-hmm. And I try and guide them through something that is self-love based. So again, like, I won't give myself a hard time if I don't achieve this. I release the ego. I will not compare myself to yesterday's me or tomorrow's me. I will just be present. Anything like that. An intention helps keep you grounded, particularly in a physical class where there's so much going on. Um, I'm teaching classes at the moment that have like up to 50 people. So when you have like, you know, 50 people around you who you think, oh my God, look at them. They're amazing it can become quite overwhelming. So if you set that intention, quite often through the class, I'll again guide people back. So what was your intention? Have you lost it a little bit? What can you do to bring yourself back? Um, So setting an intention is really good. I think another thing as well is, so in like self-development, we call them affirmations. In yoga, they're called mantras. Basically the same thing. It's something that you say to yourself on repeat, that it's going to have an impact in a positive way. So I believe in myself. I am good enough. I am not my yoga practice. That's one I like. Mm. Um, So again, I would invite people to pick a mantra and just repeat it to themselves over throughout the class. It's something I found really, really helpful. Um, When I first started going to yoga, I mean, I couldn't do, I mean, I really just didn't know what I was doing. And I mean, when I first started, I went to so many different teachers, felt so out of depth. I was just like, these girls are doing the splits. These girls are really skinny, you know, all of those thoughts that we all have. And then I was like, no, if I keep a mantra, an affirmation that makes me feel good, then that's always going to basically help me return to my mat, return to my space. I think as well, 
again, like I know it's hard, but trying not to compare yourself. So accepting that, yeah, somebody who's in Pincher, okay, great, but they didn't just get there overnight. They're on their journey as well. You're on your journey and they're, they're different journeys. So you don't have to look at somebody and say, oh, you know, why can't I do that? If you look at that and it inspires you, then great. You can continue on your own journey, but try not to compare yourself to the person next to you. Mm. Um, and then the final thing I would suggest is returning to the breath. Um, it sounds quite woo-woo and it's something that yoga teachers say a lot. And I understand that to people who don't practice yoga, it's like, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> and when the yoga teacher's like, return to the breath. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we do tend to speak in that kind of like sing-songy, <laughs> sing-songy voice, but I think it, it just means what it is, like focus on your breath, focus on your breathing. When you're focusing on your breathing, you don't have the mental space or capacity to focus on anything else. Like imagine when you're in a yoga class that your mat is like a protective, has a protective force field around it and that nothing, like you're kind of blinkered from everybody else. Um, I think that that's really helpful, really useful. And, you know, again, when I first started going to yoga classes or any like classes where, were, where I was doing something that was new, returning to the breath was something that I kept coming back to because I was like, I can do this. If you can breathe, you can practice yoga. So everybody can return to the breath. Like it's something that's there for all of us at any time. Um, especially as well, if you're doing something that is completely out of your comfort zone. So if you've never done hot yoga and you go and you're just like, oh, I'm sweating, my butt, like my boobs are stuck together, you know, you're kind of really out of body, focused on like what the guy next to you is doing, the sweat marks on your pants, like returning to the breath is going to help ground you, recenter you, it's going to get you out of your head, basically. That's kind of just the main point of yoga, in my opinion, is to come out of your head and go into your heart space come into your body, come into all of those like beautiful places that we tend to ignore. Instead, we're just always up here, always in our mind. Mm. Um, again, I'm using my head, <laughs> but I'm just like, people can't see me. I'm pointing to my head. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess the final thing that I just wanted to say is that if anybody is interested in starting yoga, I would wholeheartedly suggest that you start with pranayama so breath work because mm. meditation can be a bit off-putting for people because the thought of sitting on your own in silence can be quite overwhelming if you've never done it and also not everyone has the means to go to a yoga class whether that be financial or location or anything else accessibility but most people can practice pranayama so breath work um and a, a technique that I use now all the time. I do it in the morning, evening, throughout the day. I did it before we spoke today, this afternoon, is um, Nadi Shadana. Have you heard of that? No, tell me more. Okay, Nadi Shadana. We can do it if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so it's basically alternate nostril breathing. I've so, done this before, so I didn't okay. know the name, but yes, this is great. Let's do this. Okay, so we'll do it. So I'll talk you through how to get into it. This is how I practice. People do different ways, but I find this the most grounding. So what I do is I will, we start with the left nostril. So we'll exhale, then hold. Kumbhaka is basically the breath between breaths. 
So it's that pause between the inhale, the exhale, the exhale, the inhale. So we exhale for four, hold, inhale for four, through the left, then we go to the right, exhale for four, hold for four, inhale for four. And then we complete, complete that for four rounds. Okay. And it's really quick, it's really short. Anybody can do it anytime. Like if you're in an office, you can go into your bathroom and do it and it can instantly ground you. It will bring you back to the present. It will calm you down because it activates your parasympathetic nervous system. It's like a win, 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 win practice. Okay. So will you get talk through as we're doing it now? Yes. Also well, that the listeners can kind of like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk through it now. So first of all, you have to find a comfortable seated position. I always do this upright. I would never advise doing this practice lying down. Um, I don't think anybody would do that anyway, but so if you're sitting at like a chair or desk or anything, move your back away from the backrest so your spine is long and upright and place your feet on the ground. Or if you're sitting on a bed or a carpet, sit cross-legged. I as well always say this, I laugh in my classes because I'm just like, pull the meat, the kind of butt cheek away from your sit bones so that you really ground. Yeah, just pull... (laughs) Pull all of that like juicy goodness away so you ground your sit bones down. That kind of helps um, tilt your pelvis and helps keep your spine long and upright. Then roll your shoulders back and down just a couple of times. This again just kind of signals to our body that we're about to do something relaxing. And then place your left hand, palm facing up, in your lap or on your knee. So you can just have it open or you can take a mudra. Chin mudra is where we bring the thumb and the forefinger together at the tip and then extend the other three fingers. So you can take that and just rest it palm facing up on your left lap. Okay. Then the right hand, we're going to take the middle and the forefinger to the third eye. So it's that space between and just above the eyebrow. So this leaves the right thumb available to block the right nostril and the other two fingers available to block the left, okay? So you're kind of moving your hand as you, is that all right, yeah? Yep. Okay, great, so removing your hands for now, letting both nostrils be free, close down the eyes, and just take a couple of really deep breaths. So in and out through the nose. And feel the energy coming out of your middle and forefinger in your third eye. So start taking your awareness to that point. Okay, and then take a deep inhale and exhale completely. So full exhale, removing all stagnant breath, good. And then inhale. So blocking the right, exhale through the left, Two, three, four, hold. Two, three, four, inhale. Two, three, four, block the left, hold. Two, three, four, from the right, exhale. Two, three, four, hold. Two, three, four, inhale. Two, three, four, block the right, hold, two, three, four, through the left, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, two, 
three, four, block the left, hold, two, three, four, through the right, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, block the left, hold, two, three, four, through the left, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, block, two, three, four, through the right, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, oh, two, three, four, <laughs> hold, two, three, four, last one, through the left, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, block, two, three, four, through the right, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, block, two, three, four, now release your hand, and inhale, and exhale, couple more, inhale, exhale, and then return to your natural breath. It's pretty good, hey? Oh my gosh, it's incredible. I, I kind of choked. Oh, I was wondering, I was like, oh, did I? <laughs> but I find that so powerful. How do you feel? So, like you're saying, in my body. Like, yeah. you can't be in your head when you're doing that because you have to focus on, like, the rotation and the breath. And yeah, I could definitely feel, like, the energy coming out of my third eye, which I forget. If you didn't say, for listeners who have no idea what the chakras are, that's, like, right between your eyebrows. I think you oh, yeah. this, but... Um, I could feel the energy there and it was just like, yeah, I feel very zen. Yeah. It's so powerful and it's so easy and everyone can do that. Like you don't need a membership to a studio. You don't need a subscription to a meditation app. Like you can just take yourself for a minute, do that practice. Um, another way people don't like the alternate nostril is to just do what I call square breathing. So again, you, you hold the breath, but you inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four, inhale, and just kind of keep, keep doing that. And that's another really good way to ground yourself to, you know, just feel calm. Like mm-hmm. I always think so often we're so busy and so hectic and so stressed. Like it doesn't take any time to just sit and do a little breathing, mm-hmm. you know, if you have to explain to your coworkers that you're going to go and do something really woo-woo and hippie, then so be it. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh. but, you know, when you come back to the office, like, super chill and just loving life, like, who's going to be laughing then? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for just guiding us through that because what an amazing tool to use and have and... Thank you. It's okay. I feel incredible. <laughs> Good. 
Okay. So to wrap things up, one question I have that I ask all my listeners is how do you like to raise your vibration? And you gave us so many ways to raise our vibration uh, today, but what is your favorite way? Um, so if I feel like I need to physically raise my vibe and just kind of get again, get in my body, I'll just dance. Mm. Um, I think it's like the easiest way to just get out of your head, feel energized, feel rejuvenated, like just also kind of allow your silly self to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so often we're like, we're kind of like robots going through our day. And it's so good to just kind of let loose, let your body do whatever it wants to do without judgment. Like, you know, if you want to film it and put it on Instagram for all to see, then great, even better. I'm a yes. huge advocate for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, can we start like <laughs> Uh, viral dance party right now oh my god shall like, we should we yes. start a hashtag we should start yeah. a movement I think so uh, honestly I just think like it's so fun and if you can yeah. do it with somebody else as well even better yes um, okay let's, I, let's start a like actual hashtag for this and we, I'm gonna do it today and tag two friends and then let's okay. just like oh my god yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Wait, what's your favorite song to do that to? If you if you had to pick one song. Oh, oh. I really like Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. Oh my god, like, I was gonna say that too. I was like, I was like, she's gonna say Shake It Off. That we're is connected. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I mean and you I can't I, help but I shake love, it off. I know, and I love how she's kind of like you know, just got like the like goofy dance moves. She's just like, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. But, yeah, that's me. Like, she dances better than me, and that's really well. A she, lot. she, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> I look. I am so robotic when I dance. I basically just keep my feet in one place and just kind of move my hips. Like, but, um, my roommate's know, Latino, good. and she she calls out the white girl dance. <laughs> Oh, well, you move your hips. No, never mind. She calls my my hand movements the white girl dance. Like this? Yeah, I'm just like... Big fish, little fish. (laughs) They just kind of move however they want. They're just... Yeah, (laughs) I love it. I think it's great. I think if you can just dance just for a minute, raise your vibe, and not take yourself too seriously, then again, like the breath work, it's really powerful. Um, The other thing that I do, that I really like to do is to either go and like, give my husband a hug and tell him I love him Mm. or like text a friend or something I think it's again coming back to that like connection and compassion and knowing that when we don't just have to be in ourselves like we can share it with other people especially if someone's having a hard time um just sending some love out there is really powerful and you know if you get a hug or a kiss from it then even better (laughs) yes I love that (laughs) I know that I realized that this week I was like, I was in like a really low vibe state the last week. And I was like, I haven't been sending people love. Like that yeah. is huge when I can just like, even if it's just thinking about them and sending them like a little ray of love or light, whatever mm-hmm. they decide. And I instantly feel like it's a selfish thing to do. Almost, I'm like, I selfishly want to feel better. So we'll send everyone love. <laughs> you know, but I think it's like, it's great as well. Like also yeah. If you are, if you are finding that you're someone who is in this different plane to other people and your friends aren't connecting with you, then you sending them love and good vibes is a, is an automatic way to kind of get them up in that mm-hmm. as well. Like, yeah, I think it's so powerful. Um, 
And then, yeah, that's two things. The other one, I just, I'll put in a third, a bonus one, because why not? I just go for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do that one a lot. Um, Yeah. Um, So thank you for all the amazing wisdom and nuggets and reminders today. (laughs) This has been incredible for me, and I cannot wait for listeners to tune into this one. But where can they find more of you? And what are you working on right now? Okay, so people can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most prominent. It's at ground and grow. Um, my website as well, www.groundandgrow.co.uk. Um, I, if anybody is listening who happens to be in the, on the south coast of England, <laughs> then you can find me um, teaching local yoga. So anything that I teach will be up on my Instagram or my website. Um, I do also offer one-to-one yoga classes through Skype. So if you are not in the UK and you want a yoga lesson, contact me and we can arrange one through Skype. Um, One-to-one classes are actually a really good way for people to get something really personalized and tailored to them and their needs. Mm. Sometimes if you go to a class, you kind of get lost in a sea of sweaty yoga bodies. Um, (laughs) So I do um, offer that. Um, and in August, I'm opening up some one-to-one coaching spots, which I'm super excited about. And <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. About <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so, and that will be using basically the power of yoga to tap into your intuition, to help you find things that are going to ground you. Um, and also kind of using, you know, classic personal development tools to help you reach your potential Mm. um I basically just want people to wake up happy and excited to live their life like I am and I feel that I have loads of stuff to share and tips and tools so yeah opening up some coaching in August um at the moment I'm just doing group coaching but those spots are all full and what else oh if your listeners are interested in coaching and they contact me they can get 15% off awesome so they have to message me directly either through Instagram or my website for that offer. And I only have a few spots and they're going to go really quickly. So that's it for now, I think. Incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, reach out to me on Instagram. I love connecting with new people. Um, and then we can share some dancing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I can't wait for that. So fun. Yes. Let's start the movement. If you guys do a dance party, I want to see it. So take Emily and I on Instagram and let's start a little dance movement. Right yeah, soon. we should. You can put the, ha- I guess we'll, we'll figure out a hashtag for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll post that in the show notes along with all of the amazing things Emily just shared and where you can thank find you. her. So thank you for being here. Thank you so, so much for having me. It's so fun. I love talking with you anyway. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening.